As I shared, I think, at least one of the evenings last week, um, I've reflected and thought about and wrote, written and rewritten what I was going to say today almost every day this week. So um, who knows what's going to come out of my mouth this morning. So, But I'm trusting that God, I really do, as I said, I really do feel God is leading us as a church at the moment. And uh, I think we're taking, it just feels like we're taking another step. That's what I feel. We're taking another step and, and uh, we'll open up some more of that. Um, I have got some things to say. Like I said last week, I've got some things on paper, but we'll, we'll see um, as God leads us. But let's, let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we just, as your people, we are so thankful that you are not far off and distant but that you're close and you're intimately involved in our lives. Lord, it's not something that we just believe and say, well, that's what the Bible says. Lord, we we know it in our experience that you have encountered us, that you've come to us as as we've heard. Lord, you broke through the lines, right through, came right into our world. You broke into our lives. And we thank you for that. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for rescuing us. We thank you, Lord, today that we have one who knows everything about us and loves us and wants to speak to us and lead us. And Lord, as we look over these weeks, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? What does it mean to be the children of God, led by you? Holy Spirit, we just say you're so welcome here. Come and speak to us. Come and lead us. Lead us individually. Lead us as a church. Lord, we believe you're at work in us. We believe that there are purposes and plans that you have for us. So give us ears to hear. Give us hearts and minds to respond to you, we pray. In your precious name. Amen. Um, Just a quick question. Um, How many of you have one or two particular like Bible verses that are a part of your story. Your story may be a short one or a, a long one, but you have, there are particular verses that you often go back to or, you know, that you get reminded of at different times in your life. How many of you would say, yeah, <clears throat> now, so do I. <clears throat> Certainly, there, there are certain different ones. So I'm going to tell you a very, very quick story. Um, back in the, in the mid, early mid-80s, uh, Jackie, Jackie and I, went to what was then known as Moreland's Bible College. That's now known just as Moreland's College, I think. Um, does theology degrees and all sorts. But we went there, and uh, before we went there, we were attending Romsey Baptist Church. We, we, I'm from Hampshire. We, we moved when we first got married and went to Romsey Baptist Church. And uh, I shared with, I was 21, something like that, shared with the pastor there the call of God in my life. Didn't really know me. We didn't really know them. Um, but within weeks, within months, they offered to pay the first year of our college fees to go to college. And we felt that was enough road to get going on. Um, and in fact, it became a year and a half that, uh, that they paid for in the end. Uh, we thought that Jackie was going to 
go out to work, was going to get some work, but actually in the end we very much lived by faith for three or four years, trusting God. She, uh, in the end, got involved in also studying on some of the courses, but then also got very much involved in helping with what was then called the nursery, I guess these days would be called a, a preschool that was part of the college. Um, and we also had our first child in the third year, Lauren. We had our first child then as well. So we were very much living by faith, trusting God, believing him. Friends and family would support us. We've got all sorts of stories. Coming home one day from college uh, with the cupboard was bare, finding bags of shopping literally outside our door at home. Didn't know where they came from, who had given them. They were just there. Uh, all sorts of other stories, amazing really, of God's, God's provision. Um, but the time came for uh, Romsey Baptist to... To, to, they, they felt that they'd done their bit, um, that they'd supported us and they had done it wonderfully because they didn't really know us. We'd not been there long, young married couple, and they, they financed uh, certainly our college fees. Um, and they said, our time has come now to, to stop that. And I had no idea how I was going to pray, pay for the rest of the college fees. I really didn't. Um, but I knew that God had called us. Without a doubt, I knew he'd called us. And so I had a day of prayer and fasting. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but you just set aside a day uh, and you say, Lord, I, I, t- I need to hear from you. And uh, you walk, you talk, you pray, you read, maybe you listen to worship songs that you love, whatever is your way, but certainly digging into the scripture. And I, I was on my knees, really, before the Lord and saying, Lord, I, d- I just don't know how we're going to finance this. And, and then I felt... Really, it was one of those moments where a little whisper in my mind, God's saying, I've already given you the money. And I thought, really? How? You know, what, what, in what way? And then this phrase into my head, it's, it's in your property. It's in your property. Now, when we got married in 1984, we, we'd scraped together little bits and pieces, inheritance bits and other things that we had, and bought a little masonette, an upstairs masonette in North Baddersley, just outside of Romsey, and what we'd done when we'd gone to college is we'd rented that out. We'd rented it out to someone, but that had come to the end of the year. It hadn't been the easiest of rents. Uh, and I felt this whisper of God talking to me about selling that property. It was in the 80s, so there was the housing boom. And so even though it was a little masonette, even though we'd only owned it about 18 months, its value had risen substantially. There was money in the property. Because immediately into my mind came the voice, not, not wrongly, but the voice of family, the, the voice of the world's wisdom. Um, you know, don't, you shouldn't sell property, you should keep your money in property. Certainly that was the background I grew up in. That was the kind of voice that I would have heard, you know, get a house, get on the housing market, invest in property, it will give you security for the future and so on. That, that kind of voice. And I prayed. I thought, sure, can this be right? And I prayed. And I felt God lead me very clearly to Mark chapter 10. This is one of the first of two scriptures I want us to just read this morning. Mark chapter 10, verse um, 29. Very clearly. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied. No one who has left home or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or fields for me and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, and, and by the way, and with them persecutions, 
That's an interesting thing to just be aware of. Uh, And in the age to come, eternal life. Many who are first will be last and the last will be first. And I prayed. That scripture just vividly stuck with me. And as I prayed, I felt God say to me, you'll never be without a home. You'll never be without a home. It's clear as anything. So in May, this coming May, Jackie and I will have been married for 34 years. Yes, I know, we were child bride and all the rest of it. Uh, <clears throat> but it's true. <clears throat> married for 34 years. We brought up three daughters, seen two of those get married. We've never been without a home. Because I, we did sell that masonette and paid our way through the rest of, of Bible college. Didn't have a a mortgage until I was 40. Never thought I would be able to get a mortgage. That's another whole story which I won't go into. Um, But a complete hand of God all the way through. Do you know we were never... There were moments when it was tested. There were moments when it was tried. You thought, what on earth is going to happen next? One day we were living in a particular place. And um, the couple who we knew were Christians. They were missionaries. We thought they were away for years. We were living in their house, and they contacted us, and they said, we believe God's spoken to us, we're moving back. We just want to give you notice, we need our house back. And I remember Jackie and the girls going, what are we going to do? You know, we love this house. And, <coughs> and that word, you'll never be without a home. What's this got to do with anything, really? Well, being a Christian is not about just being in a nice club. We're not just in a nice club. This is, this is real, radical living. It's living in the light of a, someone who saved us and rescued us. Someone who speaks to us. He leads us and he guides us and he shapes our lives. We're not just some nice people getting together for a nice sing-song. This is radical, transforming, life-changing that we're involved in. can be challenging to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit is not plain sailing. If you're willing to step across lines out of boxes, your faith will be tested. It will be challenged. It's daunting. One of the main reasons is you're not in control. The thing is, you see, so many of us, when we think we're in control, we're not actually in control anyway. We just think we are. We like to think we are. We believe, I believe, we have a saviour, a God, a creator. He is in control. Man, as we've been saying that verse, man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. And so, it's also exciting. It's also thrilling. Because why? Because you're leaning, you're putting your whole weight on the one who is your creator. I came across that picture again the other day. Some of you remember uh, Indiana Jones. You remember when he comes to that cave and and the the chalice is at the other side of that ravine. uh, And there's supposed to be a bridge, but there's no bridge there. And it's not until he takes that step uh, uh, and he leans his whole weight, he goes beyond that point of no return and there is the bridge. And it's, it's, it's a picture of faith, isn't it? And we're leaning, we're leaning our whole weight upon, we're, we're putting our whole weight 
into the one who is our creator, our maker. The one who has promised never to let us down. The one who will meet our needs according to his great power. You see, sometimes we, we make lots of plans. Lord, this is how I'd like it to go. I'd like you to do this, this and this. And he says, no, but I've got another way. And you think, really? But wait and see what I will do. Wait and see how I will shape your life. Wait and see the things that I'll bring into your life. If only you will trust me. If only you will lean on me. See, that is a place of growth. And it's a place of transformation. One of the things in the prayer meetings this week, we were praying, uh, praying into that prophetic word that we got given, the whole lemon, as we're now referring to it as the lemon tree word. Uh, But that lemon tree, and we were praying, weren't we? We were saying, Lord, make me fruitful. Just to remind you, one of the verses in John 15, it says, even that which is fruitful, he prunes that it might become more fruitful. Okay? <laughs> okay, there's, there's pruning, there's, there's challenging. How do you ever learn? How do you ever grow? It's not in the easy moments, is it? The times you grow are when your faith is being challenged. Is when things are being tested. When I don't know what the answer is, I don't know how this is going to happen, and Lord, I have to lean on you. And then he demonstrates how he's going to work. And it's so much more than we could ever have imagined. So, needless to say, that is a verse I've often returned to. Uh, It's a verse that I've often gone to, and not least of which, sort of a year or just a bit ago, I guess, when the call comes to move here to the Isle of Wight, and again, what are we going to do about houses? You know, how's this going to work? We've got a daughter who still needs a home, etc., etc. What are we going to do? And there's that whisper, comes again. So fast forward to last January, January the 15th, my first Sunday (coughs) here speaking, and uh, our dear friends, uh, Dave and Sandra, where are they? Oh, there they are, they're the front. Dave and Sandra come up to me quite tentatively. I love their, their, their humble spirit. And, uh, and they said, we've been praying for you and Jackie. Now, I just want to say, that is always such an encouragement. If you ever go to any person and say, I've been praying for you, that will encourage them. Okay, so never be afraid to make sure you're being truthful, but go to people uh, and and tell them because it's a real encouragement. So I was already encouraged. Oh, that thank you. They said we we felt God has given you, uh, given us a scripture for you that we really feel we've been praying and we really feel we'd like to give you a scripture. Guess what it was? Mark chapter ten, verses twenty nine to thirty. Just gone through a major, significant upheaval, change, change in family life, change in housing. And God speaks through a couple who are willing to be led by the Spirit. So I do want to say that to you. If you get things of encouragement, if you get scriptures, give them to each other because the Spirit will lead us. Okay? We want to be led by the Spirit. Amen? So what we've got to do is we've got to start being brave. They were a bit nervous. They didn't really know us. We didn't know them. But they said, we've just got this scripture. Just want to give it to you. What an encouragement. You have no idea how many times God has used that to speak to me over the years. They didn't know. Do you hear that? So, if the same man comes to me a couple of weeks ago and says... For weeks now, I've been living with a verse. I think maybe it's for you and the church where we are right now. I'm going to listen. 
Okay? I'm going to listen to what he said. Now, remember, okay? Remember those particular Bible verses that are part of your story, that, be, that come at significant moments? You remember those? And I've just shared with you one of them. Well, one of them for me is at the beginning of Deuteronomy. We'll read it in just a moment. Just keep it down for a minute, Glyn. But it's a verse that's been very special. It was a verse that was very special to Steve Oliver, who's very much a father in our family of churches and regions beyond. It's one that I've heard him speak on numbers of times as a movement, as a family of churches. Um, it's been very much part of my world. And for me, in my previous uh, role at Swindon, as God took us through times of momentum and times of growth, it was always a significant verse. Anyway, so I said to Dave, so I said, what's the scripture? What do you think he said? He said, well, I don't know if you know it, but it's at the beginning of Deuteronomy. <laughs> oh. So you can form a queue to talk to him afterwards. What he will do is just show you the word of the Lord, okay? If you ask him for the word of the Lord, he'll just show you the Bible, because that's what we need to go to. But Moses is speaking to the people. Um, there's all sorts of names of different tribes and things that he's speaking to them. And uh, it, it gives us a very detail, the beginning of Deuteronomy, it gives us a detail of the date and time that he was speaking to them. But let me just break into it at verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, to the Lebanon, and as far as great river the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob and to their descendants after them. This scripture, particularly this verse, you have stayed long enough at this mountain, break camp and advance, has been a very significant one for me and uh, uh, over the years, and I'm I'm sure for others of you. By the way, this is not a precursor to me announcing I'm leaving, okay, just because I know that you're sensitive to that as a church, and... uh, uh, God knows he's in control, um, but we've only been here a year, and by his grace, we plan to be here a bit longer. But, <laughs> um, but I think this is very significant, particularly at the start of this year. And I just felt, when Dave shared this with me, I thought, I, I, I turned to him and I said, I think you're beginning to shape, that's just shaped what I want to bring next Sunday. You've stayed long enough at this mountain, break camp and advance. Here we are in our 10th year. It's been good, hasn't it? Some of you have got history from the, you can remember back to those early days. You've seen the hand of God. It's been steady growth. Bought a building. Fitted it out. Been some challenges along the way. Perhaps particularly in finance in the early days, in the early stages, really trusting God for his provision. But again, God has provided, hasn't he? You've seen the provision of God. It's been steady growth, just even hearing one or two people this morning saying, oh look, there's visitors and there's more people coming in, visitors coming in from time to time, ones and twos becoming Christians, which is great, it's been wonderful. It's been, you know, a a little trickle of baptisms, 
Looking forward to at least one more baptism this year, aren't we, Ray? Yeah? <laughs> um, he wants it to be warm, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know, baptisms here and there. Chairs are filling up. The worship, good worship. It's a nice place. Things are ticking over well. It's comfy. Good place to be. But friends, there's more. There's so much more that God has for us. One of the dangers for a church of our size and our stage, where we are right now, is that we can get comfy. There's one or two empty spaces. There's one or two empty seats. It'd be good if one or two more came in. But we can get comfy. Comfy to the point where we actually stop. We actually become static. But you know, there is no such thing as a static Christian. There's no such thing as a static church. You see, we're either moving forward with purpose... Or we're in the process of dying. We may not always be moving forward fast. It may be slow. It may be, you know, there may be, it may be very measured. There will be other times when we're picking up speed and there's uh, incredible momentum. In these verses, we hear the heart of God for his people. You've stayed long enough on this mountain. It's time to break camp and advance. God had given them land. He'd given it to them. It was theirs. He'd promised it to them. He'd given them promises that they were to lay hold of. He had purposes for them that were to be taken hold of. But they were there, but they had to be entered into. They had to be taken hold of. Faith needs to be activated. Just to come back to that um, Harrison Ford uh, picture, Indiana Jones, you know, he can stand at the edge of that cave for as long as he likes, but until he goes beyond that point of no return, he's not going to know that the bridge is there. He might have a little ancient book that says that there is a bridge there. He might have historians, including his dad who's nearby him, telling him there's a bridge there, but until he goes beyond that point of no return, he will not know. Faith has to be activated. Steps must be taken. Steps must be taken. And so what God does right through Scripture, and he does it in our lives, he's done it in my life, I'm sure some of you will know uh, that he's done it in your life, and uh, the truth is, I believe he's doing it in us as a church, is that God will provoke us, he will prod us. I don't believe he's malicious, I don't believe he's overbearing, but he will provoke us, he will stir us, he will challenge us, he will prod us. God provokes his people in this occasion through his servant Moses. It's not time to settle down. You've been enjoying the view, but there's ground to be taken. It's nice on the mountain. Good place to be, quite safe, secure. Uh, There's a plateau, there's provision. But there's ground to be taken. And I believe that that's the same word for us here. I believe it's for us individually. 
and for us as a church. There are promises, there are purposes, there is ground to be taken, there are lives to be rescued. There's a kingdom, there's an invitation to work with, the, with, the, with, with our Father and Jesus our Saviour to see the kingdom of God coming in. There are, there are lives, I was, I'm just reading through uh, the New Testament, I've been for some months just going through the letters, I was in Jude uh, this week, just Jude 22, talks about people being snatched from the flames. There are those that God has for us um, to, be, to be rescued. Now what are the implications of this for us personally what are the implications for us corporately I want to say a couple of things an advancing army looks different to an encamped army you know that don't you an an advancing army looks different to an encamped army encamped armies do have their routines Uh, There are things that they do to try and uh, keep themselves up together. There's a lot of cleaning that goes on and a lot of brushing and and a lot of, uh, um, you know, routine marching about. But those things, uh, without pushing the metaphor too far, but ruts can easily begin to form. Patterns of thinking and ways of being as you're encamped. You collect stuff when you're encamped, don't you? You collect stuff. Some of you have been... Married for a while, you've got a house. There's how many of you have got a loft? Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, how many of you, you like to go in the loft? <laughs> oh, Les does. Oh, yeah, it's only because it's a climb, <laughs> but yeah, but we do, don't we? We've got the loft, you know, we can't move house because of the loft. <laughs> yeah, see, I've pressed the button. The thing about it is you're no longer light on your feet. Jackie and I, you know, some months just before, a year ago, we had to tackle the loft. In fact, we had been tackling the loft for a while. But anyway, that's... A... <laughs> There's still stuff that... I know there is. I'll come back to that in a minute. We collect stuff. Get used to certain ways and habits. Accept the way things are. Even just as you look at the chairs where they are now, there's loads of space between these chairs. Loads of space. You go, really? There are. There's loads of space. If God continues to grow us, the space has got to shrink. We've got to make room for others. And the day will come when God continues to add, we can't just stay here. We've got to, what else has God got for us? What other sites, other congregations, church plants. But we can get, it's, it's comfy, it's cosy, a few in, a few out. You know, it's just about right. But the Lord says there's so much more. There's promises. There's land. There's nations to be taken. There's people to be saved and rescued. The limiters need to come off. You see, the thing about um, being encamped is we can begin to accept the way things are. Well, that, you know, that's how we are, and it just about it works. But God says, no, the limiters need to come off. You remember Rodney's word again, the lemon words, lemon tree word. Don't be limited by your setting or geography. Don't be limited by a sense of what can or can't be done here. Don't be limited by previous history or experience. You've stayed long enough on this mountain. Now stir up that gift again. Advance 
Throw out the trappings of settledness. So coming back to the loft, um, I am a bit of a horror for keeping things. Uh, because they can be useful. Yeah? <laughs> Have I got any friends with that? Yes, thank you, Mel. And some others. Yeah, I see that hand. I see that hand. Joe, yes. It, it might be useful, mightn't it? Yeah. And sometimes it is. Occasionally. And I always love it. I've got one of those. <laughs> but there is a lot of stuff that never gets used. What's the, this mountain? You've stayed long enough on this mountain. What's the mountain for you? What's the mountain for us as apex? Well, we, we need to pray into that. But you stayed on this mountain. What is, what is your mountain? I think of us as a church again. I'm longing that we might see more in the area of healing. We see it occasionally. We say, it's good. Occasionally we see somebody healed. We're so thankful. We thank God for that. But it's occasional. A few are saved. Every now and again, someone is saved. It's a little bit of growth. It's it's encouraging. We we see different people coming in. The finance, well, those things are steady. We thank God for his provision. It's It's a steady, it's a nice mountain. It's a nice plateau. It's comfortable. But you know, it's not long before that mountain becomes a monument. And that monument gets placed in a museum full of dusty memories. The word of the Lord comes, break camp and advance. So what's our prayer as we pray into these things? Lord, make me fruitful. We were doing that this week. Different ones of us were saying we felt really stirred and provoked. Lord, won't you make me fruitful? I want to be like that lemon tree. I want to to bring forth fruit. I want to be vibrant. Increase in me a a fresh desire for you, a fresh desire for your words. You might go to one and another and say, pray for me. I need to be being filled with the Spirit. Would you help me? I want to be accountable. I've I've got lethargic. I've got heavy. Would you you provoke me as my friend? Let's stir one another. Let's provoke one another to love and good deeds. Let's, Let's encourage one another again. I'm going to step out. I'm going to, I'm going to share words of knowledge. We, ha- we felt that was coming in the week, didn't we? In the prayer time. Different ones were saying, yeah, I have done this before. Don't know. I'm not going to ask for hands right now. But I don't know how many of you after sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, said, tried, maybe stepped out just in little ways. I certainly did a, a couple of texts to different people. And you, you do this. I, one particular person, I sent them a text and I thought, oh, my days. If that, if that is wrong, if that, they're going to think, who is he? What is he on about? You know. And then it goes into the ether and you don't get any reply, do you? So I sent this, well, I just felt prompted, sent it to, to someone. A couple of hours later, the phone rang and I thought, uh-oh. You know. Just want you to, say, just want you to know, I'd just been in a situation minutes before and your text came. And it so confirmed what had happened. You think, oh, phew, thank you, Lord. But if we don't do it, if you don't step out in it, you'll never know. We can so easily, we can put baggage all around those kinds of things, can't we? I'm going to believe 
for you, for my friends. I'm going to believe you, Lord, for my colleagues, for my family members. I'm believing that I love you. I love the fact that I've been saved, but I long that others might be saved. I'm going to pray again. I'm going to go again. I'm going to step out in prayer, believing to see people regularly being healed. That may be something I know for myself. I want to pray. So in a moment, we're just going to do something slightly different. But I'd love to pray. If you're sick in your body today and you'd like prayer, I'd like to pray for you. I'm believing that God will move in our lives in these days. See, I believe that God would say to us, and it came through in that prophetic word in October, didn't it? I believe it comes through again today. Don't settle for smallness. Don't settle for smallness. I think it's easy to get comfy. It's easy to say, hey, this is good and it's nice. But I believe the Lord says, I have more for you. More for you. I believe God wants us Uh, wants to move us on from the ones and twos being saved occasionally to seeing a, a steady flow of people. Imagine this year. Let's just trust God. Let's imagine. Let's go in our faith faith. Uh, simulator for a moment. Imagine that one person a month was saved this next year. Now, I think probably one or two of you are going, what, only one a month, Mark? Inside. But just imagine if one person a month was saved. Someone who didn't know the Lord Jesus gets saved. That would be 12 people by, by December who need to be cared for, counselled, helped, built up, strengthened. So I don't believe God asks us to go beyond what we can trust him for and believe him for, but I think we've got to start stepping out in faith. An average of a person a month being saved in this next year Right now, today, we've got, essentially, we've got six life groups. Imagine next January if we had ten. So that would mean that at least the same six groups of leaders were, were, were leading, or others, and then four more new groups of leaders. Which ones of you will be those group leaders? Because if, if 12 people get saved, there's a whole group of people who need caring for and building up and discipling. Straight away. thing about advance is it feels quite different. Okay, we, we need to begin to get more and more flexible, adaptable. Things need to change. We need to adjust how we do things, the way we shape things. Because we're on the move. We're, we're responding to what God is saying, how he's leading us, how he's guiding us. We, we have to be flexible in that. But together, whoops, Together, we're on the move. Together, we're standing with one another. So those who are a bit slower, a bit further behind, we need to be with them. We need to help them, strengthen them, encourage them. There'll be others who'll be running on ahead and saying, I've got vision, I've got purpose, I'm going to start this group, I'm going to start that group. And for some of you who are like that, we're going to go, yeah, great, we'll catch up five minutes, we just want to make sure we care for those who are just here. But you go for it, we're with you, and we'll catch up with you as we can. But we're in it together. So it's not just a case of, hey, people are running on and doing their own thing, or people are way back there and doing their own thing. It's together we advance together on the move. Just literally as I finish this little part, verse 8, he says, I've given you this land. Go in and take possession. 
And he, then he describes these different kinds of land. You can look into it, dig into it. He talks about the hill country. Don't know what you might think of that for you in your own life or, or for us as a church. Neighboring peoples. He talks about the neighboring peoples. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to share something with you. I'm praying for a life group, a thriving, lively life group to start in East Cows. That's our one member who lives in East Cows. So. But I'd love the rest of you as a church to cheer like that as well. But only, only, as, only as God leads you. But I, and why can't that become a congregation? Why can't that become a congregation in East Cows? What other things has God got for us? What other mountains is he calling us to? He talks about going along the coast. Well, take your pick. Fruitful valleys. Fruitful valleys. We, there'll be things that God won't have for us. Because they're not fruitful. They're not what he wants for us. But there will be things that he does have for us because they're to be fruitful. And we'll see fruitfulness. But that will be true in your own life. I, I want you to be thinking that through. I believe he's calling us to kingdom adventure. As we step out in kingdom adventure, I believe we will see and we will know God's presence and his power in advance. You see, you can sit there and you can say, Lord, I'd I'd love to feel your hand. I'd love to know your touch. I, I so long that you would speak to me some more. Do you know what he says is step out. Step out. Why? Because when you're just sitting and when you're comfy, you don't really need to hear his voice. You don't really need his provision. Jackie and I, in those days at Moorlands and other times in our lives, we'd literally be on our knees. Oh God, if you don't come in for us, we, we, we don't know what we're going to do. It's that, it's that sense. And then you're hearing God's voice. Gifts are being given to you out of the blue. Exact amounts of money for an electricity bill that's just come in. You don't know how you're going to pay for it. You put your hand in the letterbox at college. And the exact amount of money for the bill that no one knows about is there. But when I'm comfy and everything's sorted and and, and sorted out, those things don't happen. Why not? Because I don't need the Lord. But as I step out, as I step across the line, Lord, I need you. If you don't come in on this, we are stuffed. Help us. That's where you grow. That's where you hear him. That's where you want to hear the voice of the Lord. Step out. There's all other things. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to get us to do something a bit different right now, for a reason. If everyone would like to stand, unless you can't stand and you need to sit, feel free to stay sitting. I'd like us to stack all the chairs up and put them to the side. Can we do that right now? Now immediately, okay, not loads of talking, just doing. (laughs) Um, Immediately we start to feel uncomfortable, okay? It makes you feel uncomfortable. It's like, hang on a minute, I haven't got my security of my seat. Um, What am I doing with my stuff? I brought all this stuff with me today. Just stick it on one of the chairs. If you need to be on a chair, feel free to just move your chair, Okay, now don't all go to the back, please. Please come forward a bit. (laughs) Just a couple of minutes as we finish.
That's it. Keep going. Wonderful. Can I, can I have your, can I just hold your attention for a few more minutes? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I like things to be in a pattern. I like them. If you are a visitor, uh, Brenda, Barbara, by the way, you're very welcome, but you're thinking, what on earth is going on in this church today? Um, but I hope you're okay with it. Um, if you are a visitor here, stick with us. We're, but it feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? And it's like, oh, I've lost my... I've lost <laughs> Mimi's girlfriend. <laughs> but it, I want to dare some of you, okay? It's such a silly little thing. And this would be a big dare for me. It would be a big challenge for me. Next week, sit in a different chair to the one you normally sit in. I, I said this to Ashley. I said... So you and I will just swap right seats on the front row. Let's just let's just be before the Lord for a moment. Lord. Some of this is individual, personal, very personal to some of you. But I also believe this is corporate because we're not individuals in a church we are the body of Christ together we've been given to each other we need each other you are the body of Christ each one of you is part of it you're a royal priesthood you're a holy nation a people belonging to God you're you're these precious stones being built together so there will be individual things that God will speak to us and there'll be corporate church-wide things he'll speak to us the word of the Lord is just coming as we're This whole, as we just dig into this little phrase over these weeks, being led by the Spirit. Some of being led by the Spirit is actually being willing to step out. Because God is speaking all the time. Not least of which through his word. Speaking all the time. He's speaking by his Spirit. He's he's leading us and guiding us and speaking to us all the time. But sometimes we don't have ears to hear. Sometimes we hear but don't want to respond. It's uncomfortable, it's messy, it's disruptive, it's not the norm. But as that word comes to us, individually, corporately, you've stayed long enough on this mountain. Break camp and advance. As we do so, There are such incredible promises to be taken hold of. Such incredible things to be seen in God. Wonderful things to be seen. But we'll only see them if we break out of those entrenched ways of living or acting or thinking or being or speaking. Right through scripture, that phrase, that kind of phrase comes, doesn't it, often. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? It springs up. Springs up. Till this last year, it's been right for us to just um, come to terms with change and just to consolidate a few things and get to know one another and, and uh, 
build friendships and build relationships. But the Lord says, now, step out. Just want to invite you, just don't do this flippantly, don't do it easily, but take a moment to reflect. I just want to invite you in just a moment to take a step or two forward as a sign, as a declaration before the Lord that you're going to step into him in these days, step in into his purposes. Maybe there's some personal things that you know need to be changed. I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. I'm, not, I'm talking about the grace of God enabling you to make changes that are right before him. There are, there are areas that you know God is saying, you laid that gift down, it's time to pick it up and advance again. It's time to go again. For some of you, you're being challenged and provoked about ministries within this church or new things that God is speaking about. Even as you hear about East Cows or other parts of, the, of this island, there'll be different things for different ones of us. So I just want to take a moment and then I want to invite you just begin to step forward as a sign, as a declaration, as a demonstration. Lord, I'm stepping into you in these days. Stepping in, I'm advancing. I'm hearing your call. Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit rest on you. Let him confirm some things in you. Even now, Lord, I rebuke the work of the enemy that would want to rob and steal. Would want to say, but how will this work? And where will the money come from? And where will the resources? And what and if and maybe? We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We declare life. I have come that you may have life. Life, not just life. Not just comfy life. Life in abundance. Life in its fullness. When I come with the measure of my gift... It's not just enough. It's pressed down, shaken together and running over in your lap. I'm not a God of just enough. I'm a God of multiplied provision. I'm a God who equips and enables and establishes, who calls, who provokes and stirs for my glory, says your God. It's for my glory that you might even be more fruitful. The thing about those lemon trees is that you go, wow, look at the fruit. It's the display. It's the hand of the Lord upon you. The hand of our God was with us. We gave him glory. I stepped out. So my own personal testimony is God provided and God provided and God provided. And an invitation to you even today as you step out, I want to encourage you, be quick to give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> As you see answers to prayer, be quick to testify, the hand of my God was with me. It's God at work. It's God at work. For some of you, it's little things, little tiny things. For others of you, it's big, big things. It's challenging, provoking, testing things. I believe that as you, uh, you will prove the hand of the Lord, you will see him at work. So, Lord, just come, just lift you. All these dreams, ambitions, desires, 
willingness is, Lord, willingness is to step out in you. Come and touch lives right now. Come and touch. Come and touch different ones. People are giving you things. They're offering it up to you. They're surrendering things. They're stepping into things. Lord, and as a church, take us forward. Take us forward. Lord, we, we do. We look forward to the day when the chairs have to be a bit closer together because we need more rows in. Lord, we look forward to multiplied leadership. We look forward to, to, to multiplied groups across this, this town and across this island. Lord, we, we look forward in faith. Lord, we look forward to people regularly being saved and added into the local church. Lord God, we, we look forward to our colleagues and our neighbours, it not just being a conversation every now and again, but an opportunity, Father, to say, well, this is what it means to follow Jesus. Would you like to follow Jesus today? Let it be, Jesus. Lord, for people being filled with the Holy Spirit, being baptised in the water. Oh, God, come and do it, Lord. Come and do it, Lord. Build your church. Build your church. Lord, not for the sake of this name, but for the sake of your glory, for the sake of those who are lost. Help us, Lord, for those who need to be snatched from the flames. Oh, God, help us to be brave and courageous. Build your church. Lord God, Father, 